I'm gonna welcome everybody to episode four of the front line. So glad to have you here with us again. It's such a wonderful evening, such a wonderful group of people. I love you all. You're so wonderful. Thank you for coming. <laughs> That's gonna be my joke all the time. <laughs> it's nice. And today, my guest is Bien from one of the members from the Man Band. Thank you. Saudi Soul. Yes. Bien. Yes, How do you and I know each other? I used to sing backup let's, let's vocals listen. for Kaz. Yes. Did you uh, yeah, actually, I was Kaz's backup singer for a very long time. And you know what lead singers do to backup singers. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> anyway, no. <laughs> Me and Kaz go way back. She's been inspiring my art for a long time. She's very talented, but she's a better uh, musician than, my, than, than me. <laughs> and I am. Look up to her a lot. <laughs> oh, Pian. In fact, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, that's, that's right. I remember at the launch of my, of my album, Polycup was playing guitar and you yeah. were singing backing vocals. So this all used to be your band. That's true. Yeah. She dished us. I'm right she here, Boo. Like hey, don't ask me where I went. I'm right here. Live and direct. <laughs> so we're doing your questions answered. We're going to do this random selection from our bucket bucket, um, which is over here. And then I'm going to ask Bien to randomly pick a question and then sort of give your opinions on what you think about this question. And then I'll do the next question. Um, if you have something to say or if you have an opinion, uh, feel free to ask Candy how you like it on ice or straight, um, and then she will deliver the goods. Yes. Okay, so you want to you start? Ladies first. Oh. <laughs> I'm, a gentleman. A gentleman. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, randomly selected. Okay, our first question from our audience for today is what is the fear of homosexuality really about? Over to you, Bian. I don't understand what the fear of homosexuality is about. I have friends who are close to me and they're gay and I love them and I've never looked at them any different. So I don't, actually, I don't understand. I think it's about maybe, I can't point a finger, no. <laughs> no pun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand what the fear of homosexuality is about. Um, and we're definitely opening this up to anyone who has an opinion as well. But I, for, I, for the longest time, have always thought that people who have a like, deep fear of homosexuality are latent homosexuals. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing, right? And I'll tell you why. Because I myself have experienced this. <laughs> I grew up, when I was in high school, I was one of those, like, God-preaching people who hated lesbians. Yes! I was that girl in school. I was just like, you people are going to burn in hell. And yeah, 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 that was me all through high school. And then... <laughs> one day. Then I met a girl. Yeah, but it was definitely like feelings of latent homosexuality. It was my deeply, it was also because of the way that I grew up and the whole Christian aspect that's involved in how you're going to go to hell because you feel that way. So for me, it was the easiest way to do it was to project my feelings onto people who may or may not have been like us. Yeah, but also the human race generally just throws shade and prejudice on things they don't understand. And if you're straight and you're grown up, if you've been brought up in an African like society, nobody's ever gonna talk. You know, like so. My friends who are in Holland, who grown up in Holland, I used to we used to teach percussion in prisons, in in Holland a long time ago. And the the friend that I used to live with told me, yeah, like, like I grew up seeing gay people. Like when my parents' friends came over for dinner and they were gay, it was cool, you know. But my dad has never had that conversation with me. My mom has never had that conversation with me. So it's just the fear of the unknown. Um, <clears throat> I think that there's a misconception that homosexuality and same-sex relationships didn't happen on the continent before, I don't even know before when. So there seems to be some sort of gap 
um, and I don't know where the gap came from, but there's a lot of different, yeah, Christianity might be one, um, but there are a lot of documented communities, societies, practices that predate Christianity on the continent of same-sex relationships, same-sex marriages. So I'm not sure. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the church and with the advent of Christianity. Good. I agree with you, but yeah. in the same breath, it, I don't think it's necessarily focused to people on the continent. There's a lot of homophobes in the world. And so what does that have to do with that in the same? So it was just in direct response to Bien's yeah, comment that... Yeah, said African society. Yeah, he said African yeah. society, so that's okay. why I should have said African. <laughs> African Christian societies. Or just Christian societies. Because Christian societies in general persecute a lot of people who are not down yeah, with true, the Bible. True. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds like it should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> I like it. Okay, cool. I think that was also pretty simple. We can move on. Nice one. The fuck it. Ish, guys. Have any of you attended a swingers party? Okay, first of all, can I know what a swingers party is? I, I, think, I know what it is, but I just want to know the boundaries. And I want to know if I've been in one, even if, <laughs> even if we didn't label it a swingers party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, so in like the definition of a swingers party is married couples who swap partners. Then I've not been in a swingers party. But there are, like, have you ever been in an orgy, maybe? <sighs> wow. Plain Have I ever been in an OG? An OG is... What's an OG? <laughs> like, is an OG when you can't count? Because, <laughs> you know, like, there's four some, five some, you know, like all those sums, 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 sums. But when, when does it stop being a sum and, be, and, become an OG. and it becomes an OG? You know, it's a, it's a thin line. <laughs> but uh, I think I won't answer that question. Okay. <laughs> you are completely allowed not to answer your questions. Uh, I myself personally have been in several. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. Sorry. That's it. That's the end of the question. No further details required. I may have even organized them. <laughs> this is a three-part question. I'm going to ask you, Bien. Uh, what is your most embarrassing sexual encounter? Uh, okay, it has to be losing my virginity, eh? Like, the first time I ever had sex, it was with a chick I didn't even know, and I was a three-pump chump. Is that what it's called, a three-pump three yeah. chump? Like, I was excited. Oh. <laughs> That's the story of every man. Yeah, and that has to be embarrassing. She, like, she was, are you done? And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know I was done. <laughs> I didn't even know I was done. I was like, cause, um, like the first time I had sex, I had never even jacked off in my life. You're kidding. Yeah, me. man. How I old was, were you? I think 17, man. And I and I had never, ever, I had never ever jacked off. So everything was just, and it happened in a very peculiar way. I just walked up to a chicken. I was like, yo, so you go to my place? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and my boys were like, yo, come over to my place. Yeah, you can use our house because I lived with my grandma. You know, like, everybody moved things around to make it happen for me. And it was short. <laughs> like, I genuinely cringe when I think about it and I really hope that that girl doesn't see me in public spaces. And remember... <laughs> so you didn't go around too? Ah, there was no time to redeem myself. Like, she could tell I was... Ah, it, it, it was, it, like, the moment it happened, it just ruined everything, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, uh, I'm, I don't think I have an embarrassing sexual encounter, so I can't answer this. <laughs> I mean, I, I just... The thing is, I don't... I don't embarrass easy, so I don't have embarrassing moments. Give me one. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Because I, I honestly just don't like where, where especially where sex is involved. I don't find it. Yeah, I'm just like there's nothing that's embarrassing. Uh, question number two: What does it take to get to you as a couple? That is, I guess you, you're the couple. Uh, to get to us, how? I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe send a pin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know the question. Like, get to us. Access to you as a. <laughs> what does it? How does it? What does it take to get to you as a couple? How do you access them as a couple? Like, if you want to come in as a third party. Oh, as a third party into oh. Ah. Ah, I think that's not my decision, hey? It's a... Uh, it's your partner's decision. Yeah, it's my partner's decision. But okay, uh, also, I'm, uh, I'm saving it for my 40th birthday. Yeah, if, if, my, if my partner will let me, I'd like for my 40th birthday to experience something of that nature. I don't think I'm ready for it now. So, this last question. What is your take on anal sex? Ah, oh, man. It just depends on the people who are involved. Like if they're into, yeah, if you're into that kind of shit, man, do it. Literally, you know? literally. Yeah. If you're into that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. But um, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's bad, you know. I, I wouldn't say it's like, it's not wrong. Maybe like it has implications, but <laughs> it's not, it's not wrong. Like I'd do it. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Have I ever? Vian from the audience. Have you ever uh, had any sex? Hey, Mazi, that's a. Like received or given? No. <laughs> it's illegal. It is. No, with a Chile or with a. No, anal sex is illegal. It's illegal. Completely. Oh, it's yeah. illegal. Yeah. And if I did it somewhere else in the world. <laughs> then you'd be okay. Okay, let me just not answer the question then. Yeah. Yeah. With regards to anal sex. Um, don't, don't be afraid to try anything at least twice. And if you don't like it the first time, try, try again. <laughs> um, but it definitely can be a lot of fun for both sexes. Um, it's definitely, like for men, you know your um, prostate gland is right near your asshole. So like a lot of like anal play with guys can be a huge turn-on for men, and it has nothing to do with their sexuality. Actually, the reason why I've never tried that is because I'm scared that if I like it too much, that you I'll do it for myself. And <laughs> I get addicted to things real quick, so I'm just keeping away from that area, not because I'm like of any superficial, like, gay like things, but I'm just scared, like, I'm gonna do it to myself. I can see me, like, <laughs> like totally I can see me going there and that's not a good look on me <laughs> oh my gosh thank you for that visual um, like but why like why do you have a problem with, with having more pleasure in your life if, you, if, you, if you're gonna uh, like it why are you preventing you, yourself from listen man pleasure? it's like drugs like some drugs will make you happier <laughs> but you don't take them because you don't <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just don't take them. And I, I, I have been told, and I really, really do know, but I, I think I'm saving it for my 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saving everything for later? Like, what's your fear? <sighs> you know, if I, like, if I really get into it right now, yeah, it'll steer me away from... The, like, like from your music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Then what is the gratification you get as a woman from anal sex? Because the only reference point I have is, is porn. And then that's just gaping holes and like pain and like ah. So, <laughs> so is it like, what, what? Is it the feeling? Is it? It actually is the is feeling, it? yes. Um, but the thing is, porn should never be a reference for anything. <laughs> Except like, you know, to bust a nut. Um, but, Women's like nerve endings are are very many around like the vagina and the 
perineum, which is the space between your vagina and your asshole. And that space, the perineum, is very, very sensitive on a woman. I think actually both sexes. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a man, but I imagine. Um, but so if not, anal play doesn't necessarily have to involve penetration, but playing with that area and um, what's it called? Eating the booty like groceries. <laughs> <laughs> have, has that ever, have you ever experienced that? Has anyone ever eaten you out? People, yeah, people need to eat the booty that like groceries, is, man. That shit is the shit. That shit. <laughs> no pun. <laughs> Most women don't know that you can actually have uh, up to nine types of orgasms from different parts of your body. So you can have a clitoral orgasm, you can have a vaginal orgasm, you can have a um, anal orgasm, you can have a breast orgasm, you can have um, different cervical, types of vaginal cervical. Cervical orgasm, which would be a different type of vaginal orgasm in cervical. So it's, it, you have so many, um, like she's saying, nerve endings. And if done right, you can actually... So as much as a lot of uh, things like anal sex, when you watch porn and everything, it looks like it's the gratification of the guy. It, it, it's not. If it's done right... If there's no, if it's done right and um, you minimize the pain as much as possible, Tons then you lube. can have an amazing, amazing <laughs> orgasm from anal sex. Literally, tons of lube. How do you be more sexually confident? How do you be more sexually confident? Cause. <laughs> um, sexual confidence, I think, starts with self-confidence, and I don't think the, that one can be one without the other. So I believe that in order to feel sexually free or sexually confident, you have to be happy with yourself and who you are and the decisions that you make as, as a person and accepting who you are as a sexual being. And actually accepting that you are a sexual being in, on whatever level. And... Um, Gaining that sort of self-confidence or self-esteem may take time if you're not necessarily in that place. But if you take time to self-love and self-care for yourself and try to figure out the things that make you happy, um, try to figure out the things that make you sexually happy, look at yourself in the mirror when you're naked, learn to love yourself naked, learn to please yourself naked, and then um, I think those are some of the steps to being more like sexually confident. We have a question from the audience. Do we have a microphone? Hello. Hello. Um, it's more a comment, sorry. But okay. yeah, I totally agree that um, if you can practice a lot of self-love, like I recently went through an experience where um, the kind of the guilt of self-love was taken away and uh, I was speaking to someone about particularly the male seed as a gift rather than something to be shameful of. And a lot of, I think a lot of guys feel, well, many guys don't, and like the porn industry is one where it's something to be kind of celebrated as some act of patriarchy. But I think for a lot of other guys, it's actually something to be a bit shameful of, a bit dirty, and it's a bit like, oh, what do we do now? It's all over the place and that kind of thing. But <laughs> actually experiencing your own seed as something, an amazing gift to the world full of tiny little people, half, <laughs> half people, <laughs> um, is a really where it's like transformative. And so, but to do that, I think you have to practice on yourself and, and like masturbation is a, actually an amazing thing to engender a sense of self-love and then you'll find yourself able to love other people much, much more powerfully. Um, so, and it's like masturbation, not like, <laughs> <laughs> but like trying to experience like mas masturbation, a whole body experience is something to like aim for. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're a gangster. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So Tina. I have a question. Um, as he said, self-love and um, probably being open with yourself and masturbation, like whole body and everything. What if that's the only comfort that you do have? Do you know what I mean? No. What if the only comfort that you have is like coming to completion only when I masturbate? Ooh, that's a whole different question, girl. Mm. <laughs> Let me move to the other part. 
So you have a partner, and you and your, I'm giving a completely hypothetical story, and you and your partner um, have sex together, and when you have sex together, you don't come. But the only mm -hmm. time that you do come is when you masturbate. Pretty much borderline. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the, the question is, what exactly? What if your only sense of comfort is masturbation? The only sense in comfort, I mean sexually. Do you know what I mean? But you see, the, the whole idea of confidence is about you sharing yourself with another person and climaxing while at it. No. It is. That's, that's what, like, yo, I can tell you stories, man. You know me? <laughs> Because we have met chicks who've told me, uh, no, man, I don't bend over doggy, man. I don't, I don't give head. It's um, like it, it's, it's demeaning, it's demeaning for, for women to give head. You know, such things. Mm. And you realize, then they're not confident in, in themselves. Because when you're confident with yourself, you wholeheartedly give. You know, when you're confident with yourself... What? Yeah, no. I cuz I don't think I don't think that's What? <laughs> when you're confident, you guys, no, I think for you to give good head you must be confident. No. Yes. No. You're the girls who are biting people in town. Let me tell you. <laughs> No, even me I don't agree with that statement. For you to give yourself wholeheartedly to somebody you must be very self-confident. With that statement, you're coming from the point of view that by me giving you head, it's something that I'm offering you. No, if I'm giving you head, I'm enjoying it as well. It's exactly. From, but you see, it's that, coming from the point of view where I'm not, like, it's not something, it's not like a tea, um, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to you because... Uh, it's something that it, it's like I'm trying to prove exactly that I'm a confident, that I'm a confident sexual. I'm not saying you're trying being. to prove. I'm saying what I'm saying is is that when I'm giving you head and and if if I'm giving you head, I'm enjoying it just as much as you are. And that tells a lot about your confidence. No, it does. It it tells a lot. Yeah, about, that says everything about your confidence. It tells a, a lot about your about how you view sex. You understand. No. It's not coming from a one-sided thing Listen, of where I'm giving you and I'm not getting anything in return. So um, for me to prove how confident I am Patricia, in sexual matters is, is, um, is me giving you head. So if, if somebody is saying that they don't want to give you head because they think it's demeaning or degrading, that person has... Is the, what in t how they view sexuality and how they view themselves as a sexual being is comp it's compromised. It's like even I'm sure if they're on their back receiving and, and you're on top, they're not having the same fun. Exactly, like they're not and that's what I'm saying. They're not confident. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia. Okay, so there's two things I feel are being represented here. I understand what your point is, Washukan. I understand what your point is being. Hey, my radio voice is on. <laughs> so, I feel like what he's saying is, if you're confident in who you are, a dick in your mouth is not going to degrade you. Yeah. Right? That should be on And that's my point. So that's, that's his point. That it doesn't... If, if you're confident... It doesn't matter what, what you do when it comes to a sec whether you're bending over, taking a dick in your ass, taking a dick in your mouth, whatever, having people come on you, pee on you, what, that's not going to degrade you. That is, you're confident, you know that this, this thing that I'm enjoying does not speak to my worth as a human being. But I feel like what she's also saying is that this preference, I may just not like giving head. It does not speak to my confidence in who I am. Yes. I just okay, don't like okay, it. Okay, yes. Okay, okay. So preference, I don't like dicks in my mouth, and I'm not going to have them, but I'm confident in who I am. But what if the person told you it's because it's degrading? So that's where now, if, if, that's, if they're using that, then they need to... They that's what like, I was referring to. Yeah. I wasn't referring to any other scenario. Which rapper recently put a picture of him and his girlfriend on Twitter saying, I don't, I don't allow my girlfriend to give me head because, um, because I don't want her to think... Because I know that it will degrade her. Ah... It was just like two days ago. 
Yes, Gucci Mane. But, but just, just to add to that degrading, but degrading can be a fantasy. What if you want to be degraded? But that's, that's, a, that's, that's a different story. No, Wanuri, that's a, that's a different story that you can't, have, you can't have those two conversations. You can't have those two conversations at the same time. If we're talking about kink and different types of BDSM, then that's, it's called humiliation. It's, hum, it's a type of, of kink. But you can't have that com com conversation when you're talking about de degrading. Degrading is different, but degrading in play is different. Okay. But now to come back to that, um, to, to the first comment about um, what if you only come when you masturbate? Yeah. Right? And I think... <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> I think, I just, I think that that's something to examine. I think that's something to kind of like figure out why isn't it that I'm coming with somebody else? Is it that I'm, I, um, I'm, I, I'm holding back? Because sometimes even, I know as a, as a woman, I'm just gonna put that big statement out. We get kind of like embarrassed about how we come. So we hold it back and we're just like, I don't, want, I don't want somebody to see the way I come or whatever. I don't want to be that. You know, I just don't want to be all out there coming. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming everywhere. Just coming. It's coming for people, coming for so people. So we get really embarrassed about it. So maybe it's a question about what is it that is not allowing me to come in front of somebody else? Why, why don't I want to be that vulnerable in front of somebody else? Or what is it that I'm not allowing to happen so that somebody else can be part of that experience with me. Because it, it can, it's, 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 it's interesting if we just kind of dig into it. It's because it, it, it's super vulnerable to come with somebody else. It's super vulnerable to see some, somebody to see that raw, that open, that immediate, that just like out there. And, and, and sometimes we're resistant to that. So, and, and when we're with ourselves, you know, we can just be with ourselves. Um, I also just want to add to that, Wanuri. Um, you did say, like, feeling vulnerable, um, coming in front of somebody else, or, like, you did say that coming during masturbation is what brings you peace. So how about... Comfortability. comfortability, sorry. I mean, then how about masturbating and coming in front of your partner and get that comfortability? in order to be able to have a, an orgasm with your partner, not necessarily with them giving you the orgasm. And then take it from there. Kaz, can I just add one little thing as well? That I yes, think just, just, just let me add one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think also the issue is, is that maybe sometimes you women have, when you come by yourself, you know what gets you to where you need to get to, right? And maybe you've just not had the conversation with your partner that you need certain stimulation to get you to where you need to go. Or maybe you're thinking you're taking, you, it takes too long, right? Yeah. Or maybe you're, yeah, you, it takes too long to get you there. So sometimes you're like, you know what, let me just bypass this whole whatever, because maybe your partner doesn't take as long yeah. to come and then you take much longer. So you decide that, you know what, I'm, I'm just gonna do it by myself because I know how to do it by myself. But maybe it's also about having that conversation that, um, I, I need A to Z, B to Z to get to here, Z. to Z. So, and it might take, and actually, honestly, it takes women a minimum of 25 minutes to get to a reasonable amount of arousal, a minimum of 25 minutes, so. Not all women. Not all women, but <laughs> many women, on average, on average, hey. on average, it 25 takes minutes. 25 minutes to get most women to, <laughs> a reasonable amount of arousal. So if your partner knew that and, they're able, and you, they can listen to you and be like, okay, fine, maybe you need more foreplay. Maybe you need to be touched where, maybe you need to use a toy. All those things need to come into play. Um, and those are some of the conversations you need to have if you want to maybe stop masturbating uh, on your own and be able to have orgasms with a partner. Um, yeah, I think a problem here is sometimes men's egos. Because, for example, I was gonna make the same comment, you could masturbate in front of your partner. 
but I find that men sometimes find that, feel that uh, taking a woman to orgasm is, it, there's a pretense that it's about the woman, but actually it's about their ego. So I think sometimes women under a lot of pressure to come, almost to please the man. So maybe you feel like if you're masturbating, it might emasculate him, or if you don't come, it might emasculate him. So you have this stress like, oh, he's not doing the right thing, should I tell him? And then it gets more and more stressful and you can't completely let go and just come in your own time. Or even if you don't come and just say, okay, you know, I'll come next time. But you just want to... <laughs> or <laughs> The question is, will, like, I got will there the be day. a next time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just give me five minutes, I'm going to the bathroom, I'll come back. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I was saying. So sometimes men's egos, I think, get in the way of women's true. pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yes. Shall we move on? I wish I could say that was a lie, man. <laughs> the question oh, involves that's... the question involves something I don't have. Oh, okay. So Kaz is gonna have to speak for. This this. <laughs> what do you do if your clit turns off? Like Does seriously. It, like turns off. Yeah. <laughs> like like for example uh, during sex or if your partner is going down on you and then you just sort of go numb in your clit. I get that all, I get numb clit all the time. <laughs> numb clit is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Numb <laughs> yes, it's a thing. It's a thing that it's possible. You know how your dick goes soft? Ah, it can happen. It's just biology. It's not like magic. It, it, it. It's on, yeah? <laughs> But what if um, there's no stimulation? What if it's nothing? What if you're trying to get it on, you vibrate your sex, whatever, and nothing? So it's gone off. Like, because the question was, yes. what if your click goes off? Yes. Right? What if it's not working? So that's, I think, what the question is. I personally think that a shower always makes it work, personally. Yeah, it does. You it sound does. like Zuma. Yeah, like a shower, yes. And that is it does. <laughs> Surprisingly, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. God. Uh, uh, before I get to you, Ashuka, does anyone else want to chime in? Um, what if it's as simple as just let it rest? <laughs> I think it's it just. No, seriously. Just let it rest. Go to sleep and wake up tomorrow morning hopeful and try again and try again until the day it works. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't think there's any science behind it. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're not at that mental space. Maybe you've been at it for too long and you're like, oh God, when is this going to just end? And you want to sleep or go do other things. So, no, seriously, why, why don't we want to just think of the obvious? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You deserve uh, two shots of Virginia Black, girl. <laughs> How you want it? Straight or on the rock? That's what I'm talking about. Candy. Is... What is it called? You know how you s um, different things stimulate us sexually: drinking, smoking weed, things like that. Is is smoking? Uh, what is it called? You know how you get cotton mouth, but then our cotton mouth foot down there. Is that <laughs> is that an actual thing, or is that a bit like cotton vagina? Yeah, like cotton vagina. Yes. You see, for some women, when when we smoke up, we can be now completely sexually stimulated, we really want to fuck a man and just have a fantastic time. Or and then there's sometimes you really want to get down and get busy, but your vagina has said no. So it's as dry as, the, like cotton mouth for down there. Is it a thing? No, 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 just leave the, But I just want to know if it's a thing in the first space or not. Because yeah. lubrication is an option. But you just have to understand that it happens, different things happen to different parts of your body at different times in your life. And, it's, and if your vagina dries up completely, then we have things like coconut oil, we have um, lubes that are completely natural and don't affect your vagina's pH and so on and so forth. But it's just like, like Washuka has said and like the lady at the back said, if it's not working, then just rest, just chill. What I wanted to add about the whole 
clit numbing thing is, okay, so a lot of the times, and Bev, don't kill me, but if you use a clitoral uh, vibrator a lot, it can numb your uh, clit because it's, it's, it's sort of like a natural stimulation. Like it's, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's an unnatural stimulation to your body. So it can numb your clit. And in the cases of when that happens, all you need to do is just put the vibrator away and, and just chill. <laughs> Chill and also start to start to stimulate yourself in different ways. Um, it's just a matter of like just like stop and then just um, find a way to start uh, stimulating your vagina, your cervix in different ways, so that because if you think that the only way you can have an orgasm is a clitoral orgasm, then you're sort of shortchanging yourself. So you need to just give that a rest and and. Um, and just try something different and just and not go there for as long as possible until you are able to uh, stimulate all parts so that not just one is getting the attention or too much attention. And then the second thing is like the cotton <laughs> uh, vagina situation. Um, that also comes down to, so I'm gonna go woo-woo. Kaz gets me, but I'm gonna go woo-woo on you guys. But your vagina has feelings, guys. Like, <laughs> like she, she's, she's, she talks. She's, she feels stuff. So if, if, uh, so maybe when she goes cotton mouth on you, it's because she just doesn't like weed, or she doesn't like cigarettes, or she doesn't like alcohol. Like that doesn't just do something for her. So sometimes it, it, it's about knowing that you know what. Like I went out, I had too much to drink, and as a result, she's not happy. <laughs> So, you know, um, obviously, if she's not happy, even if you do the whole coconut and, and um, what's it called, um, and, and lube situation, it still doesn't, the fact that you are drying up, that's not the way it's supposed to be that any which way. So the fact that your vagina is drying up for any particular reason kind of means that she's not happy. She's not happy about that situation. So either you stop doing that and you try to make her happy, but if you must, then at least use lube. Yeah. This question is for women. <laughs> Ask it anyway. Would you pay for oral? <laughs> A proper good leaking. Anonymous. But let's, let's open it up for both sexes. For men as well? Yeah. A man can pay for anything. <laughs> I think I think men can pay for anything, man. Like I can pay for a hand job. I can pay for a massage with a happy ending. Like it's plausible. Yeah. Yeah, it's plausible. Uh, okay. Um okay. You know, I think for women oral is very intrusive. <laughs> I think you should stop thinking for women. I think I should stop thinking for women too. But I feel... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I personally, I, I once almost paid for sex when I was in Thailand, and then I broke my back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't literally break it. I was just, I, I swear, I had planned it. I had, a, had, I had traveled to Thailand on my own, and I had planned, like, I think I was in Bangkok for three days. That was my thing. I had planned it, but the day for my chipo, like, I... You know those things that happen like when your back spasms and you can't move? Oh, yeah. Like the universe refused <laughs> for that chipo to happen. So, uh, so, yeah, the answer is yes. But you wanted to say something? Um, so how in particular do you know that he would be good at it if you are paying for it? Is that like a chip advisor rating? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you know that yeah. they would be good at it? That's a good question. I mean, it's like paying for a hooker too. You don't know if she's going to be good. Like, it doesn't mean that all chicks who are hookers are good in bed. Like, it's a leap of faith. <laughs> it's always going to be a leap of faith. And even for you, it's just a, it's like a massage. You're never going to know if the massage is going to be a good massage. But you take a leap of faith. You want to understand that somebody who's doing it to you has done it enough times 
to know to what know, they're doing. Yeah, to do it well. Okay, cool. Yes? How do you break the vagina ice? Is there a way to ease into pussy play? Is there a way to ease into pussy play? Other women. Nice. Oh, is this the same sex question? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> me, I was going to tell you. Actually, I like like I don't understand the question. How do you break the vagina ice? Like what with your friend? Um, Is the question yours? Yes. Okay. Do you want to ask? Okay. Yeah. You find women attractive. Yeah. Yeah. It's attractive, and then you get to the pussy, and the pussy is intimidating. I feel like <laughs> I feel like men when they're breaking their virginity, they find the pussy intimidating, and that's the same for women the first time. It's like. I know you have a vagina. <laughs> I have a vagina. <laughs> have a vagina, but <laughs> but like, <laughs> but then like, how how do you? I just don't know how to do it. You don't know how to approach another how to, female yeah, about like about um, like actually having proper sex. sex. Yeah. Well, well, this is a good place to yeah. start. <laughs> but I think I think. Thinking about the vagina in a situation where you're trying to sleep with somebody is going to intimidate you and that's all you're going to think about. Think about approaching somebody in the sense that you want to speak to somebody, that you want to get to know them and that you want to be intimate and that you want to kiss them. How about you think about that? And then just think that you would like that the most nerve-wracking thing that you could do when you're approaching this girl is say, can I kiss you? And then if you are able to break that ice, then just take it to where it goes. Let your bodies do the talking as opposed to trying to think of, oh my God, there's a vagina coming up. Pussies <laughs> 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 oh, unite. Five top tips for cunnilingus, please. Okay, I'm gonna give you give, give us a minute. Can I give the men's perspective? Pussy is pussy, it doesn't matter who it's coming from. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, even men have a perspective in how they like, like, no, it's not for receiving, it's for giving. Five top tips oh, for, for giving. For giving. Oh, ah. So it doesn't matter who's giving it. So now, speak. Uh, five top tips for, for giving. Give wholeheartedly. Like, dive in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just go in. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm... <laughs> I don't know, like... Actually, that's... Five tips. Hey. You know. Okay, well there's one. I could give yeah. a, I could give one. Yeah. I was recently having a conversation with um, some gentlemen who uh, a few days ago who were talking about how now this thing of giving a chick head and then she takes so long to come. Now what do you do? See even me ni meboeka. That was literally the conversation that these guys were having and I was like, oh the guys, guys, no, that's not how it works. But Actually, I don't know if there's more to give wholeheartedly. Me, I think it's, and it has to do be, with, be it, and it's everything to do with, uh, be gentle too, yeah. Be man. gentle. No teeth. No teeth. Don't use your teeth. Oh, I've have been in an experience where somebody decided to use his, his teeth, uh. and he had um, tracks on. <laughs> oh! My vagina was yeah, swollen yeah, yeah. for days. <laughs> No, but even but even chicks like there's this thing that just tells chicks. <laughs> even, even like women towards men, there's a perception that if you use your teeth, it's cool. It's not. What was that again? I'm saying even women like giving head to guys. Yeah. There's a perception that when you use your teeth, it can be cool, but you see, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> So generally speaking, from a male perspective and from a female perspective, just don't use your teeth. Yeah, so that's actually the second, like... Oral yeah. sex, So the first no is teeth. give wholeheartedly. Second is no teeth. Yeah, third is like, I think... Cut your nails. Try, try every, no, try everything, figure out what it is she likes, and then do that. Can I, can I add to these tips? Just, I mean, I'm just adding as a, you know, as a woman with a vagina. 
Like, you know the way you kiss your woman when you're kissing her passionately on the lips? Kiss the vagina in the same way. Like, kiss it. Like, properly, like, get off with it. You know what I mean? Like, properly kiss it. Nobody gets laid tonight. <laughs> I think that that should be... Kiss it, kiss, kiss it. Better, like, baby. just take your time and just kiss it. And, like, like the, way, the, same, the very same way that you kiss somebody when you're kissing them. Kiss a vagina like you're kissing a mouth. That's tip number four. Sorry, I was just going to ask a question. Uh, what are your takes on uh, the ABCs? Apparently, ladies have uh, this tip on the ABCs, if you know what that is. Um, like, as you go on the clit, you practice your ABC. That's for amateurs. But anyways, we'll move on. Um, also, I don't, I don't understand. Basically, you imitate with your tongue. A, B, C, D. Moving on. You know what else I've heard? One plus one equals. Oh, like with okay. your tongue, one plus one equals. Damn, all right. Yeah. But, but now, now, <laughs> moving on to um, the bigger question here. That was the first. The second is um, just on different flaps and what have you, because, I mean, women are different. They have different um, structures down there. So, yes, different things work for different people. So maybe advice on that. Okay, before, wait. Could, could I answer? Could we maybe get to number five? Because yes, for five tips. Yes. I feel like number five should be also ask the person that you're going down on what, what they, they like. Yeah. What they want, what they like, what they prefer, mm -hmm. what gets them off, what they don't Can like. Can I add a sixth one? S sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let's keep going. Lick ass by mistake. By mistake. <laughs> like, like, you didn't mean to do it, but it's cool. You know, like, eat booty by, eat booty by mistake. Like, it'll be cool. <laughs> Eat booty by mistake. Yeah, I say eat booty mistake. on purpose. I mean, like, in the beginning. <laughs> like, <oops>. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to, close to what Patricia was saying is, uh, for guys is, I don't know how it works the other way, but for guys, it's being attentive. When you're doing it, you'll notice, okay, she's responding a certain way. If you go a certain place, she's not responding. So, and then you take mental notes for the future so you don't make the same mistake over and over again. You, then you have to be reminded all the time. So, Paul. You need high boot. Yes, Paul. And just to answer your question about different types of anatomy, um, so there's a, a school of, of sp spiritual school of thought called Kwadorska, and there they believe that there are eight different female anatomy types. And along with the eight different female anatomy types, there's um, a particular animal persona that is attached to it. And each animal, so you have like a bear woman, or a cat woman, or a, I think antelope woman, there's a whole bunch, buffalo woman. Um, and it's, it's part of the, the indigenous North American people. Um, and each anatomy type uh, likes, likes to be stimulated in a very different way. So there's some women who have an extended hood, and there's some women who have an exposed clitoris, and there's somebody, some people who have um, long uh, labia minora, long labia majora, just, just different different read, like the, the distance between the opening of the vagina and the, the clitoral hood. There's just, there's so many different types and each different woman enjoys sexual engagement in a very different way. Um, <clears throat> so I, I suppose it's just primarily, I think it was tip number five, somebody said just to ask, ask. and to, to set, set the scene that, so that your partner feels comfortably enough to express themselves because it's also sometimes you don't set the scene properly and you're still you're asking the question but the person is still feeling very uncomfortable so the the whole foreplay and foreplay doesn't necessarily mean that you're in there with the fingers and the breathing all over the person it's just also could be like <laughs> could be just like having a conversation um so many other things to 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 turn a person on not even necessarily a gendered situation so anybody 
just depending on if you understand what makes them feel comfortable, because ultimately a sexual experience is about getting to know yourself, about breath work, um, and the other person. Thank you so much for that. Um, but like, to, first to add to what Paul was saying is just like, um, just sort of do many different things. I had also said this a little bit earlier, and then just like figure out what it is she likes. So, we, so you have to remember that the clitoris is not just the tip of the hood, like that's visible to you. The clitoris is shaped like a wishbone. And so it stimulates like, like this. And it can, you can stimulate any part of the clitoris. So it's just like you have to play with different parts of like her labia to figure out which part it is of the clitoris that stimulates her the most and sort of just work on that. And then also um, the thing we were, we were talking about, tell your partner what you, tell your partner, I mean, ask your partner what they want. Also, which is very important, guys, tell your partner what you want. Because it's so easy to, uh, to say, hey, do you like it like this? Do you want it like this? And then you end up having really unsatisfying sexual experiences over and over again just because you personally are not telling your partner what it is you want. So own it. Yeah. Own your orgasms. Yes, exactly. All right. Actually, guys, we're wrapping up. Uh, and a big round of applause for yourselves, guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you. And let's give it up for Bian in the building. Thank you all for being here. Please, if you have your Apple phones or if you have your Android phone, please don't forget to subscribe to the Spread podcast. On Apple, for people who have Apples, please go onto your Apple podcasts, subscribe to the podcast, and please write us a review. It's really important because this is how we keep our ratings at the top. Because we are at the top. <laughs> <laughs> And if you have an Android phone, there is a podcast app called Stitcher, and you can find us on Stitcher. Alternatively, if you go online, you can find us on SoundCloud. Otherwise, you can just find us on our social media. That's the Spread Pod on everything, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye! Bye. Just wanna lay down my body and just expose myself to you, oh baby. So lay down your body and just expose yourself to me too. Cause I want your love, will you give me?